And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. The Walking Dead. Hola, and welcome to Walking Dead Wednesday number seven. Lucky seven. And, uh... What's so lucky about it? I, well, I don't know yet. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's find out. Hola, really? Okay. Hey, we're trying to get new listeners. Just go with it. We're trying right. to break into that lucrative Guatemalan uh, market. <laughs> hey, if it gets me more hookers, I'm fine with it. Oh, you just have to you just have to come on full time with the Demonzo course. Or I was just going to say they that's call the... them they call them interns, but come on. <laughs> they're really hookers. Yeah, I, I guess I need to file a change of address form so they get sent there so they they're not bugging the people at the old house. Jeez. You know it's you know it's you know it's a difference between Demonzo Corp hookers and and I I already blew that joke. You know it's the difference between <laughs> Demonzo Corp interns and and hookers? What? Hookers get paid. <laughs> <laughs> so technically, wouldn't they be sluts at that point? Yeah. I always thought that was the line of demarcation there. <laughs> this anyway, one's starting out well. I'm Chris Honeywell. I'm here with Scott Gardner, Mike Bailey, and Sean Engel. Hey. Yay. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Gardner is in his Uggs and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he ever wears clothes when he podcasts. Come yeah. on. Come on. He he does live in Florida, so you know, the, I'm certain, you know, after he walks in, you know, from his car to his house, he's probably already drenched in sweat. So oh, man, you don't know how right you are. <laughs> Taking your clothes off and just flinging them up against the wall to make sure they stick is probably the first thing you do. From this if- Five seconds after he probably dries off out of the shower and walks to go put his whitey tidies on, he's probably already dripped a like quart of sweat down his back. Yep. <laughs> well, that's those that's gardener boys that. are like Sasquatches, just think about man. that for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take that to my grave. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm already uh, bleaching out my memories. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You'd be surprised what scrubbing bubbles feels like up your nose. Well, Chris probably already knows, but still. And <laughs> your brain right now is like recreating a scene from uh, the movie Silkwood with uh, <laughs> getting s- scrubbed down after getting You know, exposed I thought I was plutonium. the only one that made Karen Silkwood shower jokes. It's good to know that. Oh, good. I'm very happy now. Well, there's two of us. No one gets That's it. That's about it. Yeah. Like half the time, no one gets what I'm talking about. But uh, yeah, but, especially those younger cusses, they ain't gonna know what the hell we're we're yammering I forget on what about. reference I made the other day, and I got blank stares, and I'm like, I hate you all. <laughs> especially when I talk to the like one of the cashiers, she's like, Yeah, I was born in November of 1994. I'm like, Yeah, I remember that. I was in college. Yeah, I like <laughs> when people say stuff like that because then I just look at them and go, Shut the fuck. Just <laughs> I don't want to hear from you anymore. Just don't don't even give me an opinion on anything. You Shut don't up and shit. sit down. Yep. <laughs> I'll s- hold you down and scrub you clean with a broom. If that's what you're calling it this week. <laughs> anyway, 
We are back. This is this is the seventh Walking Dead Wednesday. I don't know if that's I don't know I I don't know anymore if that feels like a lot or just a few, but it's a it's a it's a nice lucky number. Hopefully the uh, the uh, <clears throat> book will be a lot luckier than last one because we seem to have some issues with you know the whole flashback one last time. Yeah, last time we just sort of. We got, well, the time before, you know, we got in issue um, 42, we got left hanging with uh, with the governor on the attack. And then 43 ended up being a flashback. So this, now we're sort of counting on this being, having some sort of payoff, some sort of, uh, if not a happy ending, a happy ending of some sort, you know, in a literary sense. So hopefully, so, so Sean, you've prepared the... Uh, the synopsis on this one for yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna one. take it this time and sadly unlike my last synopsis there's considerably less you know screwing going on so the addition of porn music probably wouldn't be that appropriate <laughs> that's <clears throat> never stopped us before <laughs> that's true well yeah whenever you feel like it just throw it in that's all. Okay. that's all okay uh the walking dead number 44 uh was How about covered- now uh, yeah, you like that? It's coming <laughs> November 2007. It's release date. <laughs> uh, oh, man, I'm, stop that. <clears throat> I'm a little about... afraid right now. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all? Uh, it was around September 2007. Uh, the usual suspects, Robert Kirkman, uh, writer, penciler, inker, cover artist, Charlie Adler, Greytones cover color, Cliff Rathburn and letter Russ Wooten. In a scene that probably should have happened last issue instead of that awful flashback, the governor yells, Now! And the citizens of Woodbury open fire on the people in the prison as well as the undead surrounding it. Rick orders everyone to get down, but Andrea runs off to the tower. Running into the prison, Rick's calls for Lori, and upon finding her, he tells her to go grab the kids, Patricia, and as much food as they can, and get and head down to the bathrooms under the prison to hold up until all of this is over. Meanwhile, the governor has grabbed a bullhorn and is issuing his demands. Leave all the weapons and gear at the inner gate while they clear away the walkers, and they'll let him live. Saying that this is their last chance, the governor waits for an answer. And getting none, he yells for the townspeople to resume firing. However, someone else is doing some firing of their own, as a bullet hits the governor square in the right shoulder, knocking him off the tank. Grumbling the assault helmet is throwing her aim off, Andrea, nestled in the tower, tosses it aside and begins picking off people one by one. But the governor points out where the shooting's coming from, and the citizens unleash a hail of machine gun fire into the tower, hitting Andrea in her left temple. Seeing that the sniper fire has ended, the governor tells his people to take out the biters. Saying that they're wasting ammo, Gabe says, why don't we just drive the tank over the fences? Uh, a durhay. What good is a fortress without walls to protect it? So, again, the governor calls for a ceasefire to reevaluate his plan. Meanwhile, back in the prison, Rick's group wonders why they've stopped firing. Rick yells for everyone to stay down as Dale frets over the lack of gunfire from Andrea's position, and Billy says they should make a run for it. Rick nixes that idea as Michonne says that she could get outside the fence and cause some damage. Rick says no to that as well and tells people to get Alice up to the tower to check on Andrea 
and someone else to get the opposite tower to help lay down some fire. But before people can act, they see the tank plowing over the walkers near the fence. The governor is using it to thin them out by running them down, as they don't know how to fire weapons from the tank into the prison. As soon as the walkers have been crushed slash drawn away, the citizens of Woodbury open fire again, winging Axel in the right arm. Seeing that they have no governor, and, sorry, seeing that they have no cover, the governor presses his advantage until a stray bullet pings a turn in the tank. Glenn has made it to the opposite tower, but his poor shooting skills aren't helping. The citizens redirect their fire towards the tower, giving Rick's crew a chance to run inside, but putting Glenn's life in danger. The governor tells his people to forget about the prick in the tower and go after the people running into the prison. Diving on Tyrese to get him out of the hail of bullets, Michonne grabs his pistol and shoots at the attackers as Axel lies bleeding. But the tide begins to turn again as the survivors return fire, especially from the tower, where a bleeding but determined Andrea methodically picks off attackers one by one. And, using Maggie's dread, Glenn begins to fire from his position, putting the governor's people on the run. Enraged by the defeat, the governor sucker punches Gabe as he yells for his people to fall back. As the survivors watch the people of Woodbury retreat, the group assesses their wounded and their next moves. Michonne thinks that she could go out there and kick a little ass, but Herschel says that's crazy. Alice shows up to tend to the wounded as Dale carries Andrea out of the cor- out into the courtyard. Kind of overlooking Axel's rune, wound, the group turn to see Rick stagger towards them, then fall over as Tyrese exclaimed, Oh God, Rick's been shot. And that is the end of Walking Dead number 44. Well, we got our action this time, that's for sure. Yeah, we definitely, this was definitely a lot more action-packed. Uh, and, and, and of course, another sort of thrilling ending. But, you know, the fact that Rick's gotten shot, that, that so much stuff has happened to Rick, it's, it is kind of... Well, I don't know. It didn't seem to have the impact that a lot of other things, you know, when a lot of other things happen to Rick, because you kind of expect by now that Rick's going to survive. I mean, a lot of stuff. I was more concerned about Andrea getting shot. That panel was just that was pretty horrifying to see that bullet go whizzing into her head. It's yeah, it's it, it's it's at such an angle that you don't know whether it just sort of winged your head or whether it went you know right through you know or if it went right through how much you know whether it went right through the middle or you know yeah and and you sort of assume the worst this being the walking dead and seeing the cover (laughs) the cover does definitely give it away and uh you know the fact that later in the issue that gunfire starts up again and andrea is back there with the uh the helmet on this time firing and picking people off is 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 one of those you know fist pumping moments for the book so it's it's nice that you know the whole idea of the governor and the citizens of woodbury trying to assault the prison doesn't really work out for them and that the 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 people in the prison actually have uh well if not a good plan at least a decent defense to fend them off yeah well this was this was the first issue where i was just like you know what these guys are fucking badasses (laughs) that you know that maybe i overestimated the governor a little bit you know 
and maybe the governor's overestimated himself because I was, ex- you know, when you see the tank, you just expect carnage. But then, you know, the reality starts to play out. Oh, the guy doesn't really know how to drive that tank. And, yeah, and that, that's know. that's what I really liked about that about this issue. Though I will say that seeing him on the tank in that tr- in, at the end of that trade is what started me buying these single issue. Because I, I was like, ah, I could just read these in trade, and I turned the, to that last page, and there's the governor pointing in a tank. I'm like, no. no. <laughs> Got to find out. Yeah. So, uh, but this is a great issue, and this this start. You know, we, we we talk so much about how there's all these this quiet time, the quiet time. We're in the quiet time. Yeah, we're right the fuck out of quiet time right mm-hmm. now. We are hip deep into oh shit territory. So, and just not only does this have a great cliffhanger just the entire the entire issue my my favorite moment though is when when they pin the governor back and he's like shit yeah yeah they knock him <laughs> knock him right out she knocks him right off the tank and if she had that hel- if she didn't have that helmet on she probably would have put it right between his eyes and he's oh, just yeah. like and he's and he hits the ground and then he's just like hugging the tank just like oh man <laughs> yeah like, like i have wildly underestimated how this was going to go <laughs> it's yeah and it's i think this is pretty much even when michonne was was you know nailing his balls to a, the floor this is the first time we really see him look just like sheepish and just like whoa you know like he might like run off you know it's great it's great to see that and 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 there's something just gratifying about seeing the bullets go through the the woodbury people's necks and heads repeatedly it's a a great sniper moment you know it's the fact that it's just one by one and these people are just completely unprepared for it and you know the panel where andrea is just sitting there you know taking him out is just completely awesome she's got this wonderful grin on her face mm-hmm. you know uh, you know she's she is an effective weapon and she is definitely the thing that's keeping the uh citizens inside the prison alive right now oh that's for sure i mean you know not only is she effective at killing a lot of people but it just psychologically that's that, you know, yeah. when you just have an invisible, you know, they sort of know where she's coming from. But, you know, I mean, people are getting taken out while they're talking about people get, you know, oh, shit, we're getting taken. Pop, you know, and then they're down. It's awesome. Yeah, this was this was, this was where I was just like, you know what? I think um, maybe they're going to be they're going to be pretty much all right in the in the prison, which is really a dumb thing to do in in this comic that's like getting used to uh getting used to the status quo and the peter david hulk run because just when you get to like him what's going on boy does he just completely take the carpet up from under you and to me this is of what i've read and i am very very behind i'm like several years behind on it but to me of what i've read this is the best of the walking dead this whole storyline mm-hmm. just just in terms of the drama in terms of what he's able to do issue by issue and just in the how it just completely turns the entire series on its head it's like everything was leading up to this point 
and I don't know if the stuff that I read afterwards came close to the enjoyment I got from this story. Yeah, I'll second that. Yeah, I love well, this storyline. Well, because we're used to when stuff like this happens, we're used to seeing, like, just horror, you know. I mean, Rick does get shot, a couple people get injured, but it's not the, the horrid bloodbath that we've, that we were sort of dreading that was going to happen. As a matter of fact, we get to see our guys kind of rally and and kick some ass, So, which is not something you see very much of The Walking Dead. So it was just like... It was it was very surprising. I remember, but you know, all three all three of these issues in their own way had their own little surprise to them. You know, it hits all the notes. You know, you've got you've got the attack from the governor. You get to see you know what actually was supposed to happen after he said kill them all, and you realize that you know the people inside the prison are not going to lay down and just let this guy take no. them over. And Not at all. That is completely, you know, that's completely awesome. The fact that they're willing to stand up to this person, this this unnatural, almost superhuman evil, and actually stare him down and you know actually make him retreat is you know a really, like I said, it's a really fist pumping moment in the book, and the fact that they do it after you know characters supposedly you know might have been killed in it so it it's a it's a great story and you know it has a, a really good cliffhanger at the end with you know them having to deal with the wounded especially with you know the cliffhanger of them having to deal with rick being shot yeah. so well, you know I, it's I... it's it's moving all it's moving right along and you just know the governor's going to come back and you wonder how desperate either side is going to get well the the governor just as a character, and I and I unfortunately have never read the novel that you guys talked about uh, several episodes back, which I really need to get around to doing. Um, but really, it represented, I think, at its purest level, why the Walking Dead are the survivors, because they're the worst of the survivors. They're not all evil people. I mean, the governor is pretty freaking evil, but. I always got the sense in those situations that, you know, a lot of those people are probably just normal people trying to survive. This is who they've hooked up with. It's a bad situation, but what's their alternative? It's not like they can pack up and leave. So we, we get the bad guys. We get the, the, the evil group that can oppose our intrepid band of survivors. And this is the first real confrontation between the two of them. And it's pretty damn epic. And Andrea's just like, like, like you said, she's just picking them off one by one. And they thought, I honestly thought they, that, that the governor and his people were like, we're going to go there. We're going to kick the oh, door yeah. down and we're going to take the prison. Oh, yeah. And holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> he thought kill them all was a valid order that could actually be carried out. And, you know, very quickly they realized that. Like, can't we are kill them unprepared all. for this shit. We it, are, we are a matter of woefully fact, we, unprepared. If, and if we hang out, we, you know, none of us may be going back, <laughs> you know, that he realizes very quickly that, you know, um, he's got to cut his losses or else, um, you know, there, there might be just a couple of them crawling back or, you know, or just rolling back at whoever they can fit in the tank. Yeah. It's just like, 
<laughs> but I love that. That was like one of my favorite moments of the issue too. It's like he can't drive the tank, mm-hmm. and I just got this image in my head of him like backing up and not being able to get out, and like running over more zombies, and just really not doing a very good job. Like he's got straight away fine. Well, that's what I was going to say. You got a nice flat field there anyway, so there's not much you can go wrong. If you're going to run anything down, it's going to be a zombie, and anybody else that's human can just stay out of your way. (laughs) Well, that's one thing I'd like to, and I don't know if anyone has any experience, but is it that difficult to drive a tank? Yeah, I'm sure it is. You know, I... It looks like it's very, it's like a physically, ta- I've been inside tanks before because we used to live near an army base. So they would have like, you know, the, the field days and stuff where you could go climb inside. And it looked like everything was, you know, I'm sure it's different nowadays. I'm sure there's more like electronics to it and stuff, but it looked like it was a very physical process to crank things around and... You're, yeah. you're doing you're doing it all sort of remotely, like looking out of a periscope or through a little slit. And although tanks can haul ass, I've seen tanks driving down the road like 45, 50 miles an hour before. So you you can haul ass in them, but I I can't imagine it's it's very simple. It it's it's a whole different it's different than a steering wheel. You know, you're dealing with two tracks that you're going forward and backwards with to steer i mean i i had trouble learning how to drive a forklift and that's pretty straightforward so i but, guess all my experience playing battle tank in the 80s you know, that's what, what i was thinking myself <laughs> battle oh, tank and, yeah what, what was that other that th- that 3d one battle zone battle zone yeah, battle, battle zone that's the one i was thinking of the, yeah. the vector graphics one where you're looking yeah. through there and you got the two levers and fighting little uh flying saucers yeah Isn't yeah vector the graphics the bad guy in some cheesy 80s like sci-fi movie vector graphics <laughs> yeah vector graphics yeah vector. <laughs> that's, that sounds like that sounds like some corporate villain i'm vector graphics uh, yeah. head of cutting huge co played by like malcolm mcdowell of yes. course <laughs> Tim Curry or something. Tim like Curry, that. that's <laughs> what I was thinking too. Yeah, <laughs> he'll always be Frankenfurter to me. Uh, if you dressed him in the Frankenfurter outfit to these days, it would be pretty frightening, man. Well, that's true. <laughs> Speaking of pretty frightening, uh, old shirtless Axel. They, they don't seem to give two cares about him, and you know he gets. Yes, he only gets winged in the arm and everything, but. Uh, everyone else is like uh axel whatever you're bleeding you know i'm we're gonna go take out andrea is do, do you think they have like a thing against him because you know maybe uh, not like an active thing but passively yeah but he wasn't part of the original group and he's a prisoner you know he's a prisoner right although the thing about it is i is he was, you know, he was like one of the, the like a new character that I took to right away. Usually with Kirkman, he never lets you like, like or dislike a new character at first. You have to sort of feel him out to figure out what's going on. With Axel, I was like, I like this guy, and he was a very popular one in the letters section. People were just like, I want more of Axel. I think what endeared Axel to me was when he ran through the shower when 
Lori and what's her name where Jared's like, sorry, didn't see anything, swear to God. And you're just like, yeah, you did. <laughs> and then afterwards he's just like, oh yeah. He seems like one of those guys that just, if he could have controlled his anger a little more, probably wouldn't have ended up in jail. But if you were just like hanging out at a bar with him, having a few beers, probably about the most fun you'll ever have. Yep. If you have too many beers, it could be one of the most horrifying things you've ever. Yeah, it's just like you know, but... it's it's like you bring up some, you bring up the wrong thing, or you know, you know, mention Obama or something, and he go, he just like <laughs> freaking loses it. But you know, before that, everything was really cool. Yeah, he has he has a he has a kind of biker vibe to him too. You yeah, know? It's just, I'm I'm surprised that The Walking Dead has not had more bikers in it bike gangs maybe that's the thing for issue 200 when they you know roll up on the big oh, biker Jesus. Gang. how many years oh, would yeah. it, is issue 200 from now <laughs> like oh lord almost years. 10 yeah 10 years yeah. from now something like that yeah so wow i can't believe that this comic has been coming out for a decade that's i think of it as a relatively new comic well, it's just because we're getting older and time has kind of a sliding scale. Yes, the older it you kind get. of compresses, yes. I, I'm sorry, it, 1997 is still yes. yesterday to me. So. I know, I know exactly. What, <laughs> that's the, you know, it's funny because that's the exact date, uh, This you know, the, the exact year that I would be designated as like, seems like yesterday, seems like the, the recent future or recent past, you know. You yeah. can all go to hell. Nineteen eighty-seven feels like yesterday to me. So just, <laughs> just, just all shut up. That was the year I started collecting comics. Um. But yeah, I'm th- sorry. Th- was that a bad thing to say? No, no, no. No, no I was just trying to think of what I started collecting in nineteen eighty-seven, but I decided not to say it on the air. Human heads. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. <laughs> yeah, good joke, Scott. That's a good joke, Scott. Shut the fuck up. You're not supposed you to talk fu- about that. You funny joker, you. <laughs> I will kill you. You're going to find yourself in the crawl space. You're going to be in the fish tank with the rest of the heads. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I just... channels and nothing's on. You know how stupid I am? This is how stupid and I don't pay attention I am. I uh, I only realized just recently... That the governor's little display of of heads in his fish tank were probably still alive and like going rah 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 with their eyes moving and stuff. I only now just figured. You know, that I out. never thought about that either. Now that you say that, you're probably right. Because because heads stay alive in the Walking Dead universe, and and he probably dropped a little bleach in there so they wouldn't rot as much, and they were probably like looking <laughs> at him and and moving their mouths at him and stuff yeah creepy that is creepy that's it's not futurama cool i guess so that's sad that would be a good crossover right there futurama, futurama walking dead oh that they've they've got plenty of heads and fish tanks so that's they've got that going but yeah uh, scott you've been kind of Cylon on this one, you know any <laughs> anything you've got to say about Did it? Did you just say Scott's been a Cylon for this one? Yeah, no, no, Cylon. Yeah, well, <laughs> he, he, he was the fifth. 
No, I like I like this issue a whole lot. I really do. This is everything that uh, the prior issue should have been. I really wish that they just skipped right from that issue straight to this one. Um, but no, I, I like it a lot. And uh, probably my favorite point of the entire book is where Andrea is just sitting up there just picking off, you know, Woodbury Citizen after Woodbury Citizen. And she actually takes you know some some pleasure out of that i really like that panel a lot or that page a lot where she's just you know one after another just taking them out i think that's uh that's a great and she's kind of reflecting our reaction to it you know yeah she's got the same sort of reaction i like uh, the art in this is like the most i think adler definitely was like influenced by frank miller and this for some reason this episode or this issue there's just a lot of very Frank Millery, um, mostly in people's faces. There's, um, and uh, of course, this is another comic where they don't uh, um, number the pages, but it's like um, the page where they're they're sort of all lying on the ground, and there's a shot from above of them. You know, half of them are lying in the garden, and the other half are on the sidewalk around the garden. And just about everybody, there's a close-up of just about everybody on that page of their faces that just look right out of, like, just post, like, Daredevil Frank Miller when he was doing Ronin and that sort of stuff, when he was sort of inking his own stuff. Um, Especially the way he draws Michonne and her nose and and the way, like, that he just uses black and gray for her hair is very Sin City-like. I don't know. I was a big fan of Frank Miller. It's it's it looks like Frank Miller when I was a big fan of him before he went crazy. Yes, crazy, crazy. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yes, <clears throat> make them maniacal. I saw this great. You know, there's people who do videos just to get hits, and they'll what they'll do is they'll take a trailer and they'll insert like their little Hollywood gossip in between the trailer to get hits. And a lot of them are in Russia. And I saw this great... It was a trailer for... for I don't know what the hell, which movie it was. But, um... Oh, it, I, I can't remember what the trailer was. But it doesn't matter. In the middle, this Russian girl comes out who cannot speak English at all. But she's phonetically going, Today, Hollywood news, you know. And and uh, she starts talking about, you know, how they ma- they're making a sequel to... Uh, kick-ass which is and um you know and she's like kick-ass the the comic book by frank you know the famous comic book by frank miller and she's just like you know write in and tell us what your favorite frank miller story is from sin city or something the legendary sin city and i'm like did i just hear that you know i mean i know i could barely understand her because her russian accent was so thick but does she really think that Frank Miller is Mark Millar? <laughs> well, it's actually pronounced Miller. So is it? Is it? Yeah. So, but there you go. It was vastly, there, there. vastly amusing, and you know they're talking about Kick Ass, and they're putting up pictures of Frank Miller. You know, it's just it's awesome, and all very authoritatively. And I'm thinking, there's people in Russia probably watching this, just going, yeah, yeah, okay. It's oh yeah, my, the guy did... my lousy porn. Yeah, the guy did Sin City. He did Kick-Ass. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 
they're all comics and all yeah. it's all the same <laughs> Yeah, it's Miller. all American. Fuck your, Miller. fuck your Yankee blue jeans. How how many? You know, there can only be one person named Miller who does comic books. True. It'd be only one. Mm-hmm. And 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 getting back to the getting back to the actual comic book, I I realized in this issue that um, the sounds of gunshots are almost like Wookiee lines in the Star Wars comic. <laughs> they have to come up with different. Um. And, and bullet hits, like, you know, on one page, it's plaque, spack, spuck, plocks, blood. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, and that's literally, that's five, fr- that's five panels in a row. Plaque, spack, spuck, plorks, blood. Plocks, blood. Sorry, not plork. There's no way a bullet would make an R sound. <laughs> somebody. But, uh, yeah, it, and I'm. I, I always wonder if there's some guy, you know, it, it, what, maybe you guys know this. Is it the artist who puts, like, when, when the governor punches some guy in the jaw and it says rack? Is that is that the writer? Is that Kirkman goes, he hits him with the sound of rack, and then the, and then the letter puts that in, you know? I. It depends. Is Walt Simonson doing it? Because if it is, then yeah, it's Walt Simonson doing it. <laughs> Maybe I don't know Walt Simonson does all that stuff. Maybe they just pull Walt Simonson in for every comic to. He's so busy. To put in the wumps and thumps and cracks and. I don't know about that, but I think he does get a uses frakakakum or something. He gets a little think they royalty have to, for that. Yeah, he gets a royalty. Yeah. Every... Every Frecoom gets like 15 cents to Walt Simonson. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've read this particular story arc, the the full story arc, you know, where we're headed and everything. I've read it at least a dozen times, and it still amazes me every time I read this particular issue how I forget every single time that they route the governor in this. I always forget that. I always go forward to where things you know eventually play out i always forget the part where you know initially they actually drive them off and uh and i like this part i don't know why i forget that because i i do like that because it gives them confidence that hey you know we're we're badass we're gonna be all right in this thing and then you know i think that that makes it just that much more interesting for round two you see what I don't remember much in this, and I've read this this a bunch of times too. Is I don't remember what happens between now and issues like forty eight and forty nine. You know, in, oh, in the I next do. yeah, the, the downtime stuff. In the next three or four issues, I don't really remember what happened as what much. Happened? What happened? We're gonna find yeah, out. The, the, this yeah, this is the one where you. This this arc is where you remember the the battles and you you know the downtime stuff is kind of put to the wayside, especially you know right. You, you've got to assume you've got to hope that Rick's going to make it back, but you know since he's been shot at the end of this issue, you know you don't know if this is over or not. Well, so, also yeah, when the... you go to the last and oh that's right, you have the like collected. If you go to the last page, the last inside cover of the comic it says next issue no one is safe and it's got rick hunched you know doubled over and like drooling you can't tell if it's like spit or blood out of his mouth but he looks like he's in bad shape 
Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I've, I've, I've got a CBR of that, and you know, he's holding his gun. Oh, right. It's all, it's all. You know, it looks like he took you know a huge blast in the stomach. So you don't know whether he's going to make it or not. I've got the variant cover version where he's at Baskin Robbins. <laughs> cold. Oh, what you is know, it you like? Never, cold you never cream? know when you want the thirty-two flavors. So that's that, 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 that important. Damn it, now I want some ice cream. <laughs> Let's end this. I'm going to go get me some ice cream. I think from now on, Walking Dead should always end with ice cream. <laughs> I am completely down with it. would be like that. the most disgusting ice cream ever. <laughs> so, but it's still ice cream. <laughs> we, have one, we have one of those places now in Rochester, one of the gourmet ice cream places where they do all sorts of, you know. Like the bizarre. Marble Slab. Yeah. Add that oh fuck those guys i mean what? some of it Spence sounds interesting it's cream. yeah it's bullshit overpriced ice cream that they do like it sure is good though is it <laughs> yes i've never had like you know i know that i've i've heard like they've had like bacon ice cream and stuff like that and i can <laughs> see i can see that being good because bacon and creamy milk stuff flavors can go together just not they what? can make it not sweet you know they can make like savory but Sometimes they make, you know, like salmon flavors. Yeah, all that weird, all that weird stuff like salmon. You know, you shouldn't be getting your ice cream from the same place you get your sushi. That's that's a bad idea. No. <laughs> as long as they never get rid of the cake batter ice cream, I will be happy. The day they do that is the day I'm on the bell tower. For for me, it's chocolate chip <laughs> cookie dough. I love chocolate chip. Like uh, I can, I can eat some chocolate chip. Like the cake batter ice cream is the most is literally one of like the most delicious things in the world, because having like birthday cake and and ice cream is wonderful. Having them all mushed together and frozen in a bowl for you is even better. But it's so sweet. Yes, it and is. I can My only God take like a few, te- you know, spoonfuls of it before I'm like in some sort of weird sugar coma, you know, pre-diabetic stage. <laughs> I'm sorry I had to take my pancreas out. They, they sell that at the corner store down the street here, and I'll get, a, you know, a little half pint of it, and it'll last me like a week of me just like <laughs> you get a Melissa Gilbert of it, it a little day. <laughs> yeah, I wish I was getting a Melissa Gilbert of it. <laughs> I wish I was spooning up a little Melissa Gilbert every day, or at least classic Melissa Gilbert. Yeah, she's still hot. Melissa Gilbert classic. <laughs> Better than a little what? sister. What, like Little House on the Prairie classic? <laughs> are you are you talking that? <laughs> yeah. that classic story? Are, are you talking you underage? Or? Well, I'm talking late period. I'm talking, oh, okay. you know, they all all like her had... in that horse movie where that guy tries to rape her in the truck and you see her breasts. I, what? <laughs> wow. All right. I'll be uh, searching and, that for that. And, Actually, it wasn't it wasn't half pint that I was more into. I was interested. Mary was really hot until she went blind, and then she got that weird look on her face, and I was never as into her. <laughs> but but back in the day, Mary was yeah. Especially when she had the glasses. And and if I wanted to just go for sheer like grudge fuck, Nelly. <laughs> That's better than Nancy. Well, this has taken a 
disturbing turn. Too dark of a turn. I, I had three older sisters, and that's what they watched when we were kids. So I watched a crap load of uh, Little House, Little on, the House on the Prairie. I yeah. used to read the books when I was a little kid, you know. They were they were good books. Do, 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 do. So everybody just picture Mike Bailey, <laughs> Sean Engel, Scott Gardner, and Chris Honeywell, like... What's what would the word be? Gambling? Is that what that like young deer do? G a m b o l i n g, gambling, frolicking in a in a field, running downhill, and sometimes playfully falling down and bounding back up. Just picture that. You've seen enough pictures of us, yeah. sponsor an episode of this or any other of your favorite two true freaks affiliated shows simply click the paypal link on our website donate any amount at all tell us which show you're choosing and what message if any you'd like us to read on your behalf and you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode with your message read in the show's opener it's that easy and there is no minimum donation be a show sponsor today. Anytime you plan to visit Amazon.com, please be aware that if you use the Amazon.com link located on our website, www.2TrueFreaks.Libson.com, 2 True Freaks will receive a referral bonus for any items you purchase. There is absolutely no additional cost to you whatsoever for doing this. All proceeds go directly toward keeping new episodes of all your favorite 2 True Freaks affiliated podcasts rolling and it really helps us out. So please, use our Amazon.com link anytime you plan to visit Amazon.com. Welcome to Amazon. I love you. <laughs> visit our website at 2TrueFreaks.Libson.com 2 True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S Libsyn is spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N You can email 2TrueFreaks directly at 2TrueFreaks at gmail.com Join our forum at forumforgeeks.com where you can discuss all of the shows on our feed with us and your fellow listeners. You can find 2TrueFreaks on Facebook. Just search for 2TrueFreaks. And hey, you can friend me, Scott Gardner, on Facebook, too. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can friend me on Facebook, too, if you can find me. Now available, Two True Freaks t-shirts. See our website for details. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check that out at www.comicspodcast.com, where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. We are also members of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com league. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? 
Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. And this is your Uncle Don saying good night. Good night, little kids. Good night. We're off? Good. Well, that ought to hold the little bastards.